Hello, and welcome to another episode of City on a Hill, a podcast about what it means to be a citizen of heaven and a citizen of the United States. We want to encourage Christians to find their tribe in the church and their hope in the kingdom of God, rather than to seek both in the kingdom of man. So with that, let's get to it today. Well, hello, this is Eric Eastep. And I'm Scott Reevely. And this is the City on a Hill podcast. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back, Scott. Well, thank you, Eric. I hope you feel welcome at your own podcast, too. I, I do. Good, okay. <laughs> I host it, so we're good. Yeah. Uh, so last last week we talked about being, we basically told everyone they're not political enough. Oh, um, we did, didn't we? It was fun, yep. Well, and just for the record, after we did that, I I said one of the things that I ended up doing as a result of not being political enough before was to start using more political illustrations in my sermons mm, or applications, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I actually did that on Sunday after we talked about it on the podcast. So it's true. Anyway, it was can a little confirm, bit, co- folks. Can it was confirm. a little bit uh, stressful when I realized that I was doing that. Actually, it's like oh, I just <laughs> talked about this, but it's all good. So, so we'll stay in the stream of uh, politics and kind of in general, and we're going to talk about American exceptionalism today. And my first question to you, Scott, is when do you most relate to American exceptionalism or think to yourself, yes, America, we're, we are exceptional? We're exceptional? Well, I just have to say with sports, um, we're coming up on the, um, on the Super Bowl this weekend, and... Um, you're uh, up till now. Uh, America has won every Super Bowl. <laughs> Don't isn't that great? <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> actually, actually, seriously, in the um, like the Olympics, the Olympics, it's mm. always um, medal counts. Mm-hmm. You're always paying attention to medal counts because oh. I totally expect that USA mm-hmm. is going to be a top of the. Um, leaderboard summer olympics right well all, all, the, all olympics but but we up there yeah we do better um we do better without the norwegians in our way um we had i did have a student in class uh last year during the olympics and he firmly believed in norwegian exceptionalism mm. so much so he stayed up in the middle of the night so he could watch all the races as they happened on the other side of the world. Mm, committed. Yes, more so than me, for sure. And they did win, so they were more exceptional. Mm-hmm. But I was disappointed because I expected, mm-hmm. you know, American exceptionalism. That's what I expected. Of course, of course. And after all, we we always win the World Series, too, the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. We're not, we're not going to bring the World Cup into this. It, it would, it would uh, stain our exceptionalism. Well, I mean, not the women's World Cup. There you go. We we remain exceptional. Same. Yeah, so that, it's, it's sports. It's all the same. How about how about you? Or do, do you ever perceive America to be exceptional? Yeah, I think the sports is definitely one, especially the Olympics. That's for sure. Oh, good. Well, um, I'm glad you agree. Yes, yeah, so we <laughs> go go sports. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sports Talk Radio. Yeah. Uh, I think the other. Mo- if for a particular moment, I, we visited Washington D.C. several years ago, and having read a bunch of history books pre- before that, and then showing up to those sites and um, just kind of seeing the different monuments and things, and wow, yeah, we do have 
I, I, I was just struck by the history and the things that point to the history and thought they were exceptional. There's, there, mm-hmm. there's something, there's an, a, there's an exception to other countries that I was viewing because I knew some of the history and some of the things. Um, and I was just grateful to belong too. So it was just, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's something exceptional. Um, and we can talk more about what that is or isn't. Uh, and also I'm grateful um, to belong to a country like this. So that, that's probably where it's most, it was most pointed for me was being mm-hmm. in, in Washington, D.C. Well, that's, that's probably a better answer than sports. But it's, because um, <clears throat> it is. There, there are a number of things that are really, really uh, uh, unusual and almost spectacular. Mm. In, you know, I mean, I just, you look around the um, Library of Congress mm. and just the, just the architecture is right. exceptional. And not to mention, I love the Library of Congress. All yes. the things that are in there. So I mean, there's lots of other things to love for sure. But mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> well, um, I am just going to say that when most people talk about American exceptionalism, they're not talking about sports. Um, but I think it's probably important because, in all fairness, we started off like, "Hey, let's talk about this," and I probably had the wrong idea about what American exceptionalism is. Um, and so it's probably worth asking, what do we mean when we talk about American exceptionalism? Does what did it, you start with? That's what I'm curious about now. <laughs> well, we'll probably get there, actually, okay. because okay. because that's uh, I started with one of the things that I, I think where it's problematic mm-hmm. is that's where I started, and then I realized, well, I, that if I talk about American exceptionalism, I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll get there eventually. Okay. But, um, you know, what does it mean then? Does it mean that America is inherently superior to other nations? That's, uh, that's the way Wikipedia defines it, mm-hmm. that that's what American exceptionalism means. And, it, it, and I think when you say something like that, you have to say in what respect. Right. And, uh, you know, that's one of the most handy uh, tools. I guess we learned that from Epictetus, didn't we? Yeah. In what respect. Hashtag stoicism. <laughs> Not really. Hashtag <laughs> philosophy or something. But uh, if, you know, if you say sports, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. That's one way you might mean that, but probably not. Um, do you mean that with respect to uh, history, with respect to, you know, Christian heritage, with respect to political mm-hmm. system, with respect to military power? Mm-hmm. What do you mean when you say inherently superior? So I think that's one of the things we have to um you, you know acknowledge mm-hmm. uh do you mean that uh america has been destined by god for greatness i think that probably is where i began mm-hmm. and because i think that that is one of the things that um christians in particular have been sort of uh indoctrinated with mm. that we belong here and we belong to God and he has uniquely blessed us right. and given us a unique position in the world. Um, <clears throat> and I'm even reading Undaunted Courage right now about uh, the Louisiana Purchase. We haven't really gotten up the river very far yet. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the whole perspective then was, you know, about manifest destiny and what opportunities lay ahead and what God meant for um, America to become. 
So, yeah, there's, there's some of it is that too. Uh, another piece of this American exceptionalism is, does it mean that America should export its ideology around the world? Yeah, if, uh, if we're doing things so well here, should yeah. we export and make sure other people are doing things the way we're doing them here? Or, because we're doing them so well, should we protect our interests at the exclusion even of our allies? And so, there, I mean, there, in some respect, people will take American exceptionalism both directions. Mm. Like we need to really make sure that we remain exceptional, even if that inconveniences our friends. And then others will say, it's so exceptional, we should um, export it around the world. So. so if we start kind of with just a list, why, well, do you, do you think American is exceptional? And in what ways do you think? I think the first one we could start with is system. I think as far as the system that we have for, of governance, the way we're organized, the way um, we're put together, I think there is something exceptional um, about America that is, is not the history or the systems or the organizing principles of other countries. Uh, I think the way America is grounded in, if you go back to the beginning, there's emphasis on natural law, there's emphasis on liberty or freedom. Um, there's an assumption about, hey, what if, what if we did limited government and we did this, this thing and it's, it's hemmed in um, by particular checks and balances and um, government can only go so far. Uh, there's individual rights that are kind of baked in to the way we do government. Um, popular sovereignty is one. Uh, even, even the, we talk about separation of church and state, which is one way of talking about it, or the, the, the state doesn't establish a religion. That's pretty mm-hmm. unique. That's that that wasn't going on um, that often before, and pretty new, and very new. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a recent development, and I think it, it's something exceptional. Um, and then just the way uh, institutions or the way we build things here, uh, even just that we have multiple layers of government. You have the federal government, mm-hmm. you have state government, you have city government. They're all doing different things. They're all responsible for different things. Uh, I. I would say that's that's something exceptional exceptional about America, uh, especially in regard when we're comparing to other countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And and the the one of the things that I would say about that too is that it's exceptional because of the way it's organized. It's mm-hmm. exceptional because of the principles underneath that organization mm-hmm. that go beyond just religion. And I, I think it's important to say that right. because the the whole idea of natural law, the whole idea of really liberty and individual rights comes from other places besides religion. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, it's though all those ideas got stirred in mm-hmm. at the founding is, is very wonderful and exceptional. Well, and, there's, and there's a big enlightenment <laughs> influence, right? Into the founding of. Right. That's where those country, things yeah. come from. Yeah. And I, I want to say that because my experience, like I said earlier, when mm-hmm. I began thinking of American exceptionalism was that God has blessed us and mm-hmm. God has given us this and God wants us to be, uh, well, sitting on a hill. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that, and I think that even that, even saying that is a, a brand of American exceptionalism. Mm-hmm. 
that uh, in some regard does steal the thunder from Jesus. Mm. <laughs> right. You know, and I think American exceptionalism can do that. But all that to say doesn't make America less exceptional. It just, it just means that it, you know, the exceptional things about America are not primarily uh, Protestant religion. Right. And the government's relationship to Protestant religion. Right. Shall I say it that way? <clears throat> and just as we're talking about that, th- there's the argument that we're a Christian nation, right? And I, I brought up the lack of establishment because there, there are other nations that have established mm. religions and that are Christian. And That's I right. just I think it's just so fascinating that we have this uh, almost like existential uh, existential argument about what it is to be American, especially within the Christian within some Christian bubbles, and we don't even have an established church. And there are other there are other countries that have a better argument for being Christian nations than we do because they have established churches. Oh, it's no argument. And it's There's just, no argument yeah, then because the church is established. Right. Right. <clears throat> anyway, that's a little. Well, little I, th- side I think. I mean, I think it's. Imp- I think it's important to say that though, and it's important for us to continue to go back because ultimately, what we're trying to do in this podcast is to say the church is a city on the hill, not mm-hmm. uh, the United States, mm-hmm. and that those two are are separate. Yep. Uh, and and both are exceptional mm-hmm. in some respect, and I think even the the fact that America is exceptional in many respects causes some level of confusion or some level of right. um, dual alignment that and dual affections that do cause mm-hmm. us as Americans more problems than they cause Christians in China, for instance, or right. something like that. So um, so in some respect, the, the exceptionalism works against us, you might say, as mm-hmm. Christians. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, what's you, another one? Well, you had uh, I had mentioned that I'm reading about the Louisiana Purchase. I mean, one of the exceptional things about um, the United States is the natural resources mm-hmm. and the size and the space. I mean, it was so it's been so interesting to read about those early days when there is uh, a thousand people west of the um, I don't know up the Appalachians or something. I mean, there's hardly anybody anywhere. And it's just unbelievable to think about. So, yeah. uh, and and the the rapid nature of that expansion was uh, r- was really something. And in all fairness, I mean, I've lived in the Louisiana Purchase most all my life, so right, I don't yeah. really know anything but this Lewis and Clark story I'm about to mm-hmm. read. So I'm very excited about it. Mm. But it is. It's um, there aren't very many countries uh, like ours. Right. There just aren't. <clears throat> Yeah, and that, and that those natural resources can go from the trees. We sit, we, we live in the Pacific Northwest, so trees are everywhere. And for a long time, we're, we were an export, exporter of uh, timber and, and lumber. And, hey, we, we have stuff that you need. Here we go. Uh, and then just the, the massive amount of farmland mm-hmm. in our state, but also just in the whole, the whole country. We export food to other countries. And it's, it's just astounding that we have... And I'm, I, I'm sure there's a much longer list of resources. Whether it's, oh, yes, sir. I don't, I don't know much it's, about it. It's a very long list. It's a very long list. I remember, don't, don't you remember in like grade school, you would see the picture of the state and then it would have like a cow on it or oh, a, yeah, a corn or, or some other thing. Yeah, yeah Iowa's mad at me for not bringing up corn. That's what's going on. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we, in all fairness, we haven't really broken into the Iowa market on our podcast, so. 
Oh, you just wait. You just, you just wait. Uh, I think another one is uh, just our people. And I, I think when I think about people, there, there's just the diverse population that we have, but also the amount of people that came because they liked what we were doing, uh, especially in the early 1900s. You guys are set up this way. The way we, we govern, there's opportunity. Um, you can We could show up and, and have a business and, and be successful. And the amount of people that come, especially through like Ellis Island, from all different parts of the globe, uh, I think that's something exceptional. That That's not a known story in most countries. That doesn't necessarily happen. Uh, and that's something that happened here. And it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. And now the, uh, the outworking of that uh, with just a huge mixture of all different cultures throughout throughout the country. I, I, I'm really grateful about that. I just love that. You can you can travel to different parts of different cities or different states and just see completely different. It's not homogeneous throughout the whole country. Mm-hmm. It, there's a lot of very different cultures, uh, which is really cool. And I, I'm sure there's there's uh, some uh, significant level of diversity in, in other large. We're we're one of the larger countries. In the, mm-hmm. in the globe as well. So I'm, I'm sure that happens in other, um, other places, but the way it happened here, I think is different. And the results are pretty exceptional. Well, I mean, you're, you're talking about ethnicity, but if you think about industry and the, I don't know what the, the word that comes to my mind is gumption of the American people mm-hmm. where, I mean, that's been noted to be exceptional for almost 200 years, if not right. more. Uh, where the, the Tocqueville is bringing that stuff up. Right, and, yeah. and he's one of the ones that sort of initiated this America is really exceptional idea. Mm-hmm. But um, that's that's really the case. Mm-hmm. So the the way that, that people will work, in the industriousness of the people, uh, is there's just a lot that uh, commends uh, America as exceptional. So in, that res- in those respects, for sure, right. Uh, mm-hmm. You can say America is exceptional, and I'm happy to say that, and happy to be part of an exceptional uh, nation. Mm-hmm. That is, however, <clears throat> different than say nationalism. To say your America is exceptional is to say is to say something different than to be uh, t- uh, to prescribe nationalism. How are those different? Um, nationalism is a collective identity. We talked about this when we were doing political visions and illusions. Mm. You can uh, by Doctor Coises. Yes, um, but uh, nationalism is based on a common history. So, just even your initial excitement about multiple ethnicities uh, would be one indication uh, that. They're exceptional in part because they're not nationalistic. Mm. In other words, there's not a common uh, history in that regard. And really, there is, um, but but you know, once people arrive here, there is this uh, consciousness of having experienced the same efforts, sacrifices, achievements that bind people together as a nation. That's what uh, he would define them uh, define as uh, sort of nationalistic history. And um, what what we're saying is that there is an openness about uh, being exceptional. You can be exceptional without having a common history even. Mm. I mean, I think it's exceptional that I have friends who just became citizens mm-hmm. uh, and 
came from another country. They do not have a common history for me. I'm every right. time we're together, I'm reminded of that. And they're, you know, they're experiencing the same uh, exceptional America that I am. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, their perspective is a lot different, but it's not a. Uh, I'm not defining them out because they don't share my history. Right. That's the difference between uh, America being exceptional and nationalism. I think. Right. And, and the nationalism has a in the in the Koizas book. He talks about the redemptive story of nationalism, and there's a perceived original group of people that is the quote unquote nation, and something about that was broken, and a nationalism desires to bring back to that common identity and get to that that um, in group again, and that's something different than a than a let's use an adjective healthy exceptionalism, mm-hmm. which would just observe what is exceptional and say, hey, these things are exceptional and that's cool. Great. And let's cultivate that. And let's cultivate that right. and, and we're good with that. And rather than um, attach this story where you say we're trying to get back to this particular, particularly defined group of people that is the is the nation. And I do feel like I, you know, in talking about nationalism, have to go back to my, again, where I thought I was starting with American exceptionalism, mm. namely with the narrative that God made us exceptional. Mm-hmm. And see, I think when I say God made us exceptional, then, I, then I'm then i doing a few things. I'm actually um, not so much dealing with the exceptional nature of America as I am with the God made us nature mm. of America and going back to the really nationalism that finds its identity based in Christianity mm. so, or in Christian history. So you know, I, that's more articulating a Christian nationalism than it is an American exceptionalism. Right. And um, so you can you can sound kind of the same, I think, but mean a couple different things by that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's that's probably worth talking about because I just don't think that we um, would see it that way, at least two of us anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as America being exceptional because they have a Christian heritage that defines them. Right. That would be something other than that. That would be Christian nationalism, not American exceptionalism. Right. So. Yes. <clears throat> and I, I'm still just stuck on the, so, so we're Christians, Protestants, evangelicals, whatever. We love our Bibles and when we want to figure out what God's doing, we, we, go, to the, we go to our Bibles. And what, what I think is interesting is that the hang-up that, that people will have within our circles uh, in regards to Christian nationalism and, and God having a special relationship with, with the nation, they don't go to their Bibles. Um, they go to the people who formed the country first and what they said about the country. And I just, I just think that's really interesting because the— some and we we've, we've talked about the guy who originally said "City on a Hill" and, and some of those mm-hmm. initial um, even pre citizens. It wasn't even America at that point, and some of their desired ends for what they what they were trying to do. Um, but someone talking about what they're going to do, we're going to make another city on a hill. That doesn't bind God's hands. That doesn't make a covenant with God, um, where God's saying, "Yeah, I have a special relationship because you decided to make a country." And I, I just think it's interesting where we go for the authority on something. Well, well, I would, I would probably differ with you a little bit. I think we do go to the Bible. 
And we read things like, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I will uh, see from heaven and um, if they turn from their sin, and I'll see from heaven and heal their, heal their land. And we read that in our Bible, and we, and we read ourselves into the Bible, you see. So right. I, I don't yeah, think— Yeah, my first question was, what is the referent for my people? Well, yeah, we read ourselves in there, and that's, but that's not going back to some other source necessarily. That's just, I would say, human nature, where we mm. read ourselves into most everything. We sure. read ourselves back into the Bible, and we end up with um, seeing then America as that country that God will reestablish if we if we pray. Mm. So, um, do, you, do you think it's just simply? Uh, a, a lack of the next step in biblical hermeneutics? Like, w- what is the context of this? Who, who are my people? And is it just lacking the steps, or is it I'm going to make some assumptions over here first and make some relationships about how I think this country was founded, and then there's some new my people? I don't think, I don't think for most people it's that way. Mm. I think for most people, what do I want? Mm-hmm. I want my land to be healed. I don't have any like spiritual land. Sure. I don't have what he was talking about in the Bible. I don't have the promised land. I only have the land I have. And I want that to be good. And so I read the Bible with kind of what's close at hand mm-hmm. and my and my affection. I really want it to be good. Right. And I do. But that's, you know, I, because of that, right. I, mis, I misread it, I think, is the way I would say it. That's helpful. And I, I do think the word affection is, is helpful there, too. And we've talked about, I think we've talked about patriotism in this podcast mm-hmm. um, as a, a properly placed patriotism is an affection, an mm-hmm. affection for your home. Um, and I, th- I think the danger when we're talking about Christian nationalism or overemphasizing American exceptionalism is when you take an affection and you push it towards an, an agape, uh, an unconditional love or a, a commitment that is beyond just this is my home. I love it. I can recognize what's good. I can recognize um, what is what is ex- exceptional compared to other countries, and and we push affections beyond where they should go. Well, and I think we we end up justifying those affections, or we justify some of our beliefs. Uh, and I think that some of it is um, I do read myself back into the Bible, d- mm-hmm. definitely, but I also want to find. A biblical justification for what I feel or do or think. Mm-hmm. And so we go back there looking for that, I think, as well. And so those are some of the things that, um, you know, and, and the thing is they're, they're good affections. They're good thoughts. They go too far and they get placed into the wrong spot. Mm-hmm. But I, it's not a... Um, it's one of those things, and I think there's so many like it that uh, don't start out bad or don't start out evil. I mean, to, I, I've never right. met a single person who says, if my people were called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and pray, that thinks that that would be bad. Mm. Nobody sets out with that bad, but they end up you know, making America into something it isn't. Mm-hmm by going back to the Bible like that. Mm-hmm. And um, in some respect, they don't need to, right? I mean, that's right. maybe some of what we're talking about is America is exceptional, whether you do that or not. Right. And this is a great place to live, 
whether you go back and read your Bible, read America back into your Bible or not, and I would say you don't need to. So, and you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, so I think I think you know you can. And the temptation, I mentioned this earlier, I think the temptation is to, it's not a temptation, if I'm not careful, because America is exceptional, I can narrow the, or I can, how do I want to say it, overlay my uh, Americanism and my Christianity um, because I believe Christianity is exceptional. Mm. And so I, I overlay these things because of their similarities or because of their the positive influences they have in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And I, I sort of try and get them close together, and then I get them overlapping right. until then I, I have a hard time distinguishing between the two. And I think that's really one of the things we're trying to do in this podcast, right. not just this episode, but the entire thing is say, those two things are separate, mm-hmm. not because of separation of church and state, but because Jesus is king and the church is his, uh, you know, essentially the, the first part of his kingdom so that we will ultimately enjoy that one day and we represent that kingdom in this country of America. So mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to get those separate. And I think because we wouldn't have this problem if we were persecuted or if we were in some other right. situation would be very easy for us to not overlap those and say this this nation is very different than mm-hmm. my Christianity. So it's an exceptional problem, really. It's because America is exceptional right. we have the problem. I I do think that, and maybe that's really where we need to land this because that's right. kind of w- why I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because when when we see America as exceptional, then we we tend to get them overlapped. I think mm-hmm. a little more than we should. So. Mm-hmm. So, so we've agreed America is exceptional, and I think w- the next question should always be compared to what? If, we're, if, if there's a list and America is the exception, what are you comparing it to? And there's a quote by uh, Seymour Martin Lipset, and his quote is, and I, I think he asked this, he had a, he had a class, I think it was at uh, Georgetown, I can't remember where he was, but he would, ask, he would say this quote every time he got into class. Uh, a person who knows only one country knows no countries. And which is to say, if you only know your, your own country where you live and you don't know any others, you have nothing to compare it to. So you barely even know your own country because mm-hmm. you, you only know that. You only have what's in front of your face. Uh, so it would be helpful to read about, learn about, uh, understand maybe some of the systems or some of the resources or some of the relationships to religion that other countries have. And then you can say, oh, th- we, America is different in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be a that helps me pull those apart and realize ah there's an exceptionalism that we have, um, but I can I can pull apart my kingdom citizenship and my American citizenship, and because I'm comparing to other countries, it's it sits in a different bucket. It's over here in the the country citizenship bucket rather than the religion bucket or the waiting for the coming kingdom bucket. Well, the other thing that it will do, and, and you know, we were so positive a moment ago, I don't want to change that, but it, uh, America is exceptional in some respects, and you compare this around to other countries, and you would find it's not exceptional in every respect. Mm, right. And so there would be some other ways 
you know, I just, uh, I think it's exceptional. Americans by and large are in exceptionally industrious. That comes with the downside. Mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, other countries uh, have holidays or, or vacation, paid time off that we mm. don't have. That's, you know, you can look at that with some level. Or of other envy. cultures know how to rest in ways and that Americans don't know how to rest. That too. And yeah. right. Those are the kind Not of things. Not just I'm, the policy things. Right. Those are the kind yeah. of things I'm getting at is yeah. that, um, you know, there are some exceptional things elsewhere that we don't share. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that's, that would be the other side of what doing what you're doing by right. saying, getting, get to know how things are in other work in other places. Uh, it would moderate some your exceptionalism Mm -hmm. which then too would help you realize that the kingdom of heaven and the way of being human in jesus kingdom is exceptional compared to Mm -hmm. even america Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah and i I, i'm reminded of uh, once you start once you have something to compare to you can uh, make comparisons huh weird uh, and I'm, I'm You're reminded. So deep. So this deep. is a deep, deep <laughs> podcast. Just for, just in case listeners don't appreciate that. Do they realize how profound this is? <clears throat> wow. Um, but it had me thinking about when you're a very young child and you're uh, assuming you have a, a decent relationship with your parents, uh, and you're four, five, six, whatever, and you're looking at your parents, going, "Oh, my parents are awesome. My parents can do no wrong. My parents are the example of what everyone should do." And then when you get a, get a little bit older and maybe you see your dad, I, I was talking with someone and he was describing uh, the first time he heard his dad cuss under his breath. Oh no, my, my dad, <laughs> my dad's not, not the perfect guy I thought he was. Um, and I think that that kind of, rela- if, if you're only looking at America and you, you have nothing else to compare it to, you're just going to go, this, this is it. This is the best. There's nothing mm-hmm. else. And once you start comparing, oh, okay, there's this. The, ah, I see a blemish here that I didn't notice before because I didn't have, I wasn't observing the right things. And you can, can start to compare, um, not just to put down, but to have a proper understanding of the place America has um, in the globe. And the, the other place I would want to go with it is historically. Um, we were currently... I don't know, we're the, the most powerful country uh, in the nation right now. There's there's some rivalries that are occurring, and mm-hmm. maybe our economy won't be as significant or our military power won't be as significant in a couple decades, whatever. But one of the questions I have is, is America is America's exceptionalism different than whoever the past most powerful countries used to be? Because that's a, that's a position we sit in that not other people in the around the globe, other Christians around the globe sit in. We sit in a country that's the most powerful, which gives us a different, uh, we ask these questions at a different level. Um, we ha- we, when, when, our, when our home country um, says, hey, we want to go this way, globe, the globe tends to listen, mm-hmm. which is different. Uh, if we lived in a different country and no one cared what, what you thought, uh, I don't know, some rant, People don't care about what Mexico thinks about foreign policy the way they care about what America thinks about foreign policy, um, or Canada, or wherever. And if just we were throw the just Canadians throw, just, and the Mexicans, just the, they're, under my the bus. they're my neighbors. They're my neighbors. I love your neighbors, man. You're like, you guys are like. I'm. Know. I'm just pointing out what's obvious. It's yes. Um, and I think that that adds a, an additional layer of temptation when we're talking about exceptionalism. I belong to a place that gets to throw its weight around in a different way than other people. 
Well, and I think, you know, if that's what you mean by exceptional, you can exceptionally throw your weight around mm -hmm. or you can exceptionally exert your power, then that's, you know, you have to admit, that's what I mean by that. Mm. I think that's probably sure. the thing. Just be self-aware about it, right. which is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. yeah. Are there other bits of exceptionalism we want to talk about? Just sports. Just sports. You just want to go back to sports. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm on safe ground with sports. I, th I think if, and just to, one more piece, I think we've kind of alluded to it. If, if you're comparing to other countries, and especially if you're going historical and you're, you're not just taking uh, at face value what you observe um, just from shallow, shallow observation, if you dig in a little bit and compare to other countries or compare um, and look at what history has been, you're going to see that America is not, is not exceptionally virtuous. Uh, and I, I think if, if we're not careful, we just assume, ah, oh, this is what I know. We're good. Of course we're good. We're going to make good decisions, and you're just going to assume the best. Um, but you're, it, it, the, the more you read history, the more you compare, the more you realize, oh, America is a country full of fallen people, just like every other country ever. So there are sins in the background. There are blemishes in the background or the foreground. Um, and I think that's worth noting as well just to uh, temper your excitement about the exceptionalism. Because sometimes we just observe the exceptionalism and go, ah, mm -hmm. oh, this is exceptional, and I'm going to ignore everything else, um, which makes it all the more easy to have that overlap between oh. my kingdom citizenship and my um, American citizenship. And it, it's pretty helpful to pull it apart when you realize, oh, yeah, we're, we're, a, we're a bunch of sinful people all organized together who have done, who have done some broken things in the past. Man, I really long for the coming kingdom of heaven, where that's that's not the case, mm -hmm. where there's a redeemed people under a totally just and totally righteous king. Um, and it, it makes it easy to pull those apart and go, okay, I'm sitting here for now. There's some exceptional things about it. There's some um, completely the same as everyone else and its brokenness, uh, things about it, and, and probably some ex exceptional sins too. Uh, because mm -hmm. if you have, if you're exceptional in power or resources or abilities or entrepreneurial spirit, you can, you can turn that the wrong direction and have notable brokenness as well. So anything you want to add to that? No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What, is there something you were hoping I would add? No, no, yeah. I'm just giving you a chance. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. And, uh, and I do, I do, you just have to kind of see it for what it is. Mm -hmm. And, um, it is a, it's a humbling thing. And I think that's one of the things, one of the characteristics of, kingdom people is that they are humble um, in their own persons, but humble mm -hmm. about those other things in their life, like where they live or what sports team they root for right. or any of those things. So, Right. And I think just on a closing note, I think my desire for everyone, for Christians specifically, is that they have, they have these two citizenships pulled apart to such a degree that um, they can defend the kingdom and they don't have to defend their American citizenship the way they defend the kingdom. Or they don't have to defend their American citizenship in order to defend mm -hmm. their Christianity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So pull them apart on that account. I, I, yeah. Thank you for that. That's good. So that's what we got for today. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts so that the next podcast comes right into your feed or wherever you get your podcasts and rate us. If you find what we're doing helpful, a review goes a long way so that other people notice that there's a podcast to listen to. You can share it with a friend. If you have questions um, or you 
just want to talk more about American exceptionalism or raise raise a comment or something, you can send it to comment at cityonahillpodcast.com. We'd love to see that. And we look forward to the next conversation. One other thing before you hit that button. I do think that uh, the, the very term City on the Hill mm-hmm. is – uh, related to ex- American exceptionalism. I, I don't know that we really highlighted that, but mm. even the things, the secular articles that I read in preparation for this uh, talked about the city on a hill or the shining city on a hill. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy to say that, um, you know, to get those things confused. And again, all we're trying to do in this podcast is is get the city on the hill, the kingdom of heaven where it belongs mm-hmm. and, uh, and keep keep the... Um, America and everything else in the right perspective. So I just wanted to kind of point out that yep. that that even the name of our podcast is an American exceptionalism. Um, that's what we're. That's why we named it this. Right. So exactly. Yep. Well, that will be the last <laughs> word, and we look forward to the next conversation. Yeah,